Jesus. I choose to be a believer. How about you? Regardless of what comes and goes, I believe, amen, in what this book has taught us. As we put it into practice on a regular basis, I believe that it's going to bring us out on the other side. I believe that every promise, amen, is written in this book and not fulfilled in yea and amen through none other but Jesus Christ. I believe tonight, and I'm going to preach this message tonight, he is the chief cornerstone. And he's really the only chief cornerstone. And without him, we're without salvation. And we're without hope tonight. But I'm glad to know, amen, who this chief cornerstone is in this house tonight. To move upon our hearts and move up. You can be, go to your chairs if you like. I won't be lengthy. I won't be long. Thank you for that song tonight and the singing and thank God for our instrument players, our singers. Amen. That, that does such a good job. We appreciate them. Amen. To come and to work toward this direction. Amen. For God's will and God's heartbeat. Hallelujah. In this place of worship and time that we're living. Uh, we, just, we just want the goodness of God and the mercy of the Lord to have his way among us. Got your Bibles, turn to Acts, the fourth chapter. We'll start about the fifth verse. Amen. Acts 4 and 5. Came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas and high priests and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindreds of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. When they had set them in the midst, that was no doubt performed in a manner and a way to intimidate them, to cause them to become fearful, to make them feel that they was small. Uh, they didn't have no hope. They didn't have no strength. I mean, man, you, you're sitting before the, all the big dogs now. You're sitting before all the, the guys that's holding positions and things of that nature. So they had set them in the midst. And they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Boy, that's, that's, that's almost, you know, almost get beside yourself. When oh, What are you doing asking that? Huh. And Peter filled with the Holy Ghost and said unto them, E rulers of the people and elders of Israel, If we this day be examined of the good deed done unto the potent man, by what means he is made whole, <laughs> complete. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom, whom he have crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before, here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. He's simply telling them that this is the one that you rejected. This is the one that you despised. This is the one that you set aside. But the very one that you killed. The 
very one you set out to destroy is the very one that God set up as a chief head corner stone. I simply titled this message tonight, Don't Despise or Reject the Stone. Don't despise or reject the stone. Lord, we love you tonight. We're so thankful for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. We're so thankful for the revelation of the stone. We're so thankful for what's waiting in our inheritance. What's can, not only what we have acquired already, but what we're going to acquire. What we're going to experience. What it's going to be like in that moment, in that twinkle of an eye. When these bodies have been changed and we're caught up in glory and we're caught up in the cloud to meet you. What a promise. What an inheritance. This inheritance only comes by the chief cornerstone. And that chief cornerstone is you, Lord. And we give you honor. We give you praise and glory in this house. God, I need you to help me. I need you to help me to preach. I need you to help me, Lord, to obey the Holy Ghost in this house. Obey your call and your touch in our lives here tonight. Lord, I ask you to reach down and touch every soul, every life. I ask you, God, to help us to not allow things to distract us. But help us to be united together. Help us to be joined together. It's, it's so easy tonight, Lord, in the time we're living because we're, we're bombarded with so many things. Our own personal feelings, our own personal opinions, and then all the other distractions, not only from the spiritual world, but from the world itself. So, God, we need you to help us. But we don't want to grieve the spirit. We don't want to quench it. But we want it to have its way in this house tonight to speak to us and to minister unto us and to help us. Help us here tonight to accomplish, achieve that. That that would be pleasing unto you and glorify your name in every soul, in every life that's in this house tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you and you may be seated. There's no doubt in our minds and our hearts tonight that Virtually, you can't do anything without the Lord. Psalmist has taught us, a man, that you waketh in vain. You stay up late in vain. You, you labor in vain if the Lord's not in the building, if the Lord's not in the work. We want the Lord to be in our lives, don't we? We want to be the workmanship, not of our own selves, not of our own abilities and and I, I believe, I believe in talents. I believe individuals have talents. I believe that people took talents and used them for the wrong reason and for the wrong purpose. But when we take those talents, that's, that's what Brother Phillips was trying to say about the education Wednesday night. And, and when he said put it on the altar, but basic education and money and talents are tools. Tools that, that you and I choose to what we're going to do with them. How are we going to use them? Who are we going to use them for? Uh, how are they going to shape us? And then how are they going to shape those as we use them for? How, how many has ever been on a job and 
saw somebody take a, a crescent wrench and use it for a hammer. <laughs> You're thinking that's not good. You're not borrowing my tools. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of that. Now I will grab something sometimes, but it's going to be something at least in the likeness of a hammer. It's going to be a piece of pipe or it's not going to be a tool. It's not going to be a, especially a good tool that I can use as a hammer. And you know that little deal you turn that tells that thing to go in and out? When you use it as a hammer and you beat and bang that stuff up, it's hard to make it turn. It'll work. And then you get aggravated at it. And you're thinking, what's wrong with you dumb tool? And you can put oil on it and you can anoint it and you can anoint it all you want to. Hallelujah. But you bend it. You use it for the wrong reason and the wrong purpose. I don't ever want to step in this pulpit. Or take the call of God or the place of God. Where God has placed me. Or anyone else or even this local assembly as a church. And ever use it, amen, in a wrong, for the wrong purpose. Or for the wrong reason. We're all, we're all builders. We're all being built. Everybody on the sound of my voice. We're actually helping build someone. And we're actually being built by someone. All of us. The Bible calls us several times in different ways in the Bible. It calls us that we're his house in one place. And another place it says that we're the temple of the Holy Ghost. And we know throughout the Old Testament it talks about the tabernacle. And, and things of this nature. And we know that certain men. That Moses that was with Moses. And the Lord promised and told Moses. He, whenever he gave him the pattern to build the tabernacle. And all the, the, the type of wood. And then the craftsmanship that was going to go into that tabernacle. How that um, it, w- it was going to be beautiful. It was going to be probably some work, handiwork that uh, astounded some people that would look at it. We're, we're, I've heard people talk of certain works they've seen from years back. And, and how some of that work is lasting. And, and uh, the, the, the craftsmanship that is put into it. Uh, certain roads that are built. And certain bridges that are built. And then there's buildings. Buildings that have been built in centuries ago. But yet... Uh, because of the type of material that they were built out of and the right foundation that they was fashioned upon. A man, they have stood the times of test. A man of storms and uh, uh, times of changing. And, and, and you've heard me make mention of this. You've got certain landmarks. Uh, I won't never forget the time of Katrina. And uh, as I heard, the first thing I heard on that radio on that Monday morning. Man, as I turned it on early Monday morning, the first thing I heard out of that, that the speaker, a man, the announcer that was on the radio, he said, hey, all we can see is the top of a red light on 90. I knew then, I said, we're in trouble. We're not ready for this one. We're not prepared. But I knew that even in that storm, there would be some old landmarks. Uh, that's going to be prone and subject to be moved or damaged to the point that they won't be recognized. And uh, I believe the world, the time that we're living today, that uh, the church, the church itself, a man is under attack like never before and, and under the, the attack of the enemy and the attack of the world. And, 
and people, we, we like changes, uh, and to a certain degree at least. And uh, some things we don't, but then sometimes we do. We want to sing new songs, and we want to you know, change up the order of services sometimes. And we change the time of services. And, and you know, the old common way was to have midweek service on Wednesday night. But, uh, but now that's been changed up. We have it on Tuesday nights, and then still Wednesday nights some, and then all, even on Thursday nights. And, and so change a lot of things is changing. A lot of things that that set out to be changed. But whenever there, when you really begin to talk about a chief cornerstone, the very purpose and the reason of this chief cornerstone, and uh, the Lord had, had just kind of moved on me about this particular message and uh, this 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 chief cornerstone and uh, the purpose of it, the reason of it, and. Uh, I hadn't, I thought I had tried to make some little research, but when I got back here this evening, I, I took my phone and I just, I just asked the phone, I just got masked that button and said, hey, uh, anything on about a chief cornerstone? And uh, the first time he come up and said, you know, I can't help you. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I tell, let me tell you again. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I told him again. And the uh, uh, second time he said the same thing, but I didn't give up. I said, well, I'll try it again. I said, can you give me any information on a chief cornerstone? And all of a sudden, buddy, it popped up. I should have wrote down the heading. But it was architects, a man about chief cornerstones, the history and items of chief cornerstones. And um, so I'm such a skillful typer because <laughs> I don't know how to do all that other stuff and get it printed out. And so I went to punching them numbers and went to working at it and Praise God, we got some of it typed down here. But I was plumb amazed as I read through that article and what it said about a chief cornerstone. And I, I realized then, huh, I'm more on target than I realized. You know, how many wants to be just an old-fashioned church? What's the matter with y'all? What's wrong with an old-fashioned church? But really, we don't, do we? Uh-oh. I can already feel the mud. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. There's some things I believe we're just going to have to go back to old-fashioned to. <laughs> I'll tell you what I've done a few weeks ago, and I'm not a singer, sometimes I really wish it was. Got one of these old songbooks. I didn't sing, folks. <laughs> Joy for noise, and so <laughs> it'd been more of a noise than joyful. <laughs> but anyway, I, I just went to go through it, and uh, I, you know, <laughs> I was actually looking for a certain song to draw me nearer. In fact, that's how long ago when I preached that message. Talked about God. Draw us nigh. Draw us nigh. If we desire to draw nigh to Him, He will draw nigh to us. I don't want things harbored in my mind or my spirit or my inward parts that would hinder God from wanting to be drawn nigh to me or to this local assembly. 
I want us to, to be what God wants us to be. I want us to conduct ourselves and handle ourselves in a way that would be pleasing unto God. That's, that's really what holiness. And I know we focus a lot on the outward parts of it, but, but I want to focus on the inward parts. That doesn't mean that we exempt the outward. It's important. I'm telling you it's important. God have mercy has it ever become important. I'm telling you it really has. I tell you today. and I, I tell you I was told today. that Somebody made mention to me. That they was going to pray for somebody. And that individual spoke in tongues. And all this other stuff. But, but you, couldn't have, you couldn't have looked at that individual. And. Any godliness whatsoever. But they spoke in tongues. And they done. I'm going somewhere. If you'll just, just hang with me. Don't, don't. Just hang with me. Huh. I'm in a bigger battle than you are. I can promise you. And so. I, I just know. I, I know what I know. I'm just not the best of, of getting it out there. I'm not the best of, of presenting it. But you know what? Vows, commitment, dedication. You know what? The strongest thing that holds those is love. It's love. Charity. It's really loving. Loving the gospel. Loving the truth. I heard something. I heard something just a few days ago. This statement was made. said, most people are pronged and subject to the music and the songs that when they got the Holy Ghost. They also favor the particular minister and preacher. I, I've, I've heard it said, I've heard this, this statement made that, um, uh, well, I, I was the one that was their, their father in a sense. In other words, they was the pastor. They was the one that knocked on their doors. They was the one that won them to the Lord. And, and they worked. And, 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 and so those people would favor them. They would love them, and rightly so. Just rightly so. And so, even if that individual was prone to maybe do some things that wasn't exactly right, they was very, very uh, quickly to, I, I, I don't want to use the term overlook, but they was, they was willing, amen, to forgive. And they was willing to, to say, well, it's not a whole lot to it. I mean, come on. You know, because they had such a love for them. That was a, a sense, a chief cornerstone for them. Just like the music, just like the song, just like the setting of the service. And they're comfortable with that. They're, 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 they're given to that. They, they fall in love with that. You, you can believe this or not. But uh, some people really, you know, they don't like the southern way. They don't like the southern music. And... Uh, uh, just, just ride with me a minute. And, but it depends on what, what geographical location you was raised. And what kind of uh, place you was rolled up in. Uh, we watching the churches today. And some, you know, is in favor of it. Some's not. And it goes over well in some places apparently. And not so well in other places. But they're going to uh, black walls. And using LED lights with, with purple lights. And just to help light up the platform and, and just just sit there, be fine. And um, not using these, and you know what? If you come in in that environment and 
you get the Holy Ghost in that environment. And, and I'm telling you, if you really get the Holy Ghost, none of that's going to bother you. None of that's going to affect you. But, uh, but you could take somebody else that got the Holy Ghost 50 years ago and you bring them in that and it'd be a shockwave. I'm I just going to be honest with you. Because it slipped so far away from the chief cornerstone. It slipped so far away from what they had been born into. And, and you could, you, if you could raise up some people of 40 years ago and put them in one of our new automobiles today, they'd go berserk. They wouldn't have a clue. Where's the key at? Where's this at? What do you mean there's no handles? And, and so, you know what? I'm, but I'm a little concerned because all of this has a tendency to work its way in. But I'm telling you, God's coming after an axe church. I'm telling you God's going to come back to a church that's full of power and full of the love of God and the anointing of God. And I, the only way I know to tame that is make my way back to the chief court of stone. So I want you to listen. I want you to listen to a little bit of this. What it says. In relation to architecture and cornerstones is traditionally the first stone laid for a structure. With all other stones laid in reference. <laughs> and so the goal of every disciple, the goal of every saint of God... The goal of every Holy Ghost born child. Their goal ought to be. I want to be as much in reference with that chief cornerstone as anybody. Amen. I want to, I want to fall in line. I want to fall in subjection. And you watch this. A cornerstone marks the geographical location by orienting a building in a specific direction. The chief cornerstone decides the direction of the building. It decides, amen, with all the other structures and all the other objects and highways and other buildings. It's the chief cornerstone that decides the direction of the building. <laughs> and no other man should ever try to rearrange and readjust the direction of that chief cornerstone. He doesn't have a right. He doesn't have a right from God and from the word of God and from heaven. He never has a right. I don't care who he is and where he comes from and what his last name is. He does not have a right. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. And he said it, buddy. He set that geographical and that place of the setting in reverence to all the rest of them. In other words, whatever position. Anybody ever build a house and you got out there and you try to watch for the, the direction of the highway? <laughs> and you try to look and scope out everybody else's. And you try to make sure, you know, because, because you know, you know that once you put up them batter boards. And once you lay those foundation boards, 
And once you come, amen, and you pour that slab, it's a done deal then. It doesn't matter how much it lines up because a lot of times you don't really know if it lines up or not until you start putting walls on it. Until you park, amen, putting a roof on it. Until you start getting it together. And then all of a sudden you back up and you look at it. Oh, I wish we'd have tilted it just a little bit more this way. I wish we'd have done this. But I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. God didn't miss it with a cheap cornerstone sweetheart he knows all the ins and outs he knows all the ups and downs he knows all the new modern stuff amen that you and I don't even know about but I'm telling you new modern ways should never change amen the setting of the chief cornerstone so as you watch this cornerstones have been around for millenniums in some shape or form. The church has been around a while now, some 2,000 years. And I'm not asking our young ladies to go with their grandmas to pick out the clothes. I'm not. I'm not asking the young men to go with some of us. Well, you ain't going with me because I'm not going, but <laughs> my wife gets all mine. I told Brother Paul that's who's helped us with that wedding yesterday. I think he just kind of looked at me like I was off my rock or something when I told him, I don't go to Walmart. I don't go to any of them places. I said, my wife does all that. I said, it'd suit me fine if I didn't ever walk another. He kind of looked, because he lives in the city. <laughs> he probably goes in them all the time. He kind of looked down at me like, you know, because he's six foot eleven. He kind of looked down at me like, what's matter with you, man? Ain't nothing matter with me. What's the matter with y'all? <laughs> Who wants to go to them places? But anyway, as you watch this, amen, he says, in ancient Egypt, the cultures, the equivalents of the groundbreaking, Ceremony was the foundation ritual, which allowed, what's this? Which allowed the gods to protect a building. The groundbreaking itself. They would go out to break a certain, to lay a foundation to start a building. The very groundbreaking itself. A man was important to them because this is a place, listen to him. He says, because the gods protect the building, the, the foundation deposits are hollowed out stones filled with small vessels. Animal deposits or other symbolic items were standards, amen, in the construction of the temples or palaces or tombs and forts. And so in other words, what they would do, they would go out in a certain place and these, uh, lay in these foundations and take out a hollowed place. And, and they would drop certain deposits of, of animals, things or, or certain symbols. And they would use that as a means and a forms of those gods to protect to protect the building protect it amen from ever being destroyed or tore down I'm glad I'm on a building tonight I'm in a building program hallelujah sometimes it may not look too good hallelujah sometimes and amen he's not adjusting and leveling back up but I'm glad I'm on a foundation tonight there's not a storm that the world's going to send there's not an earthquake the world's going to send there's not a demonic force in a path hell hey I'm preaching to you tonight we're on a chief cornerstone we 
on the sure foundation. This is the only foundation going to survive. This is the only foundation that's going to hear anybody say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And we know him by his name. And his name is Jesus. That's the reason we call on his name. Because in this name, I'm telling you, your body can be healed. Your soul can be healed. You can make the journey. So they, they would go to these means, believing in these gods, take on these actions. I, I know it, is it, it goes from that and it talks about he says, depending on the type of structure, the deposits were placed. At the corners of the buildings. Or at points of importance. In the structure. Oh listen to that. (laughs) Such as. The entrance. The door. (laughs) My my my. Boy I'm telling you if I can get y'all to click with me tonight on this. Hallelujah. They ensured that remains of the building's original contents were preserved with the structure throughout its life until the time it was actually eliminated or destroyed. And so they would take what they would call a chief cornerstone and they would put it at the entrance. And so as time goes on, because it also said about history, so over the periods of years, cornerstones have served in various purposes as a means to preserve time. Some stones were put and chief cornerstones were used and they marked dates. And also in those stones they would write history. A previous attendance that may have been in that building or on that geographical location. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why in the world you think the world and the spirit of the world and the spirit of iniquity is trying its best to root out the old chief cornerstone. Why do you think amen the world and even our own military don't want you to use the lovely name of Jesus Christ. Why in the world do you think your own schools and places like that really don't want you to pray especially when you want to pray in the name of Jesus you can talk about anybody but Jesus you can pray about anybody but Jesus but there's something about when you really get committed and dedicated to the name of Jesus you're going to rile up some things honey you're going to rile up the devil you're going to rile up a spiritual world that you've never encountered but when you set out to this cornerstone When you get that seal, (laughs) you get those cornerstones placed right. And so here, time, time would never take away of of what these cornerstones, the history, and what had taken place and what had transpired in, in, in these corners, in these buildings. Goes from that, he says, and this is one that really... Kind of got my attention. He says, they have marked with numerable representations to remind people when the building was erected. There's something about being able to go back to that moment in time whenever you fell on the rock and become broken. Because there's something about this chief cornerstone. Either you're going to fall on it 
or it's going to fall on you. I'm telling you, it's in the Bible. I got the scriptures for it. It's in Matthew. Hallelujah. But there's something about being able to go back to that old landmark. There's something about going back to that old chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. This is where it began. This is the mark. Hallelujah. That's what I mean whenever I talked about Pentecost. Hallelujah. And separation. And that's the reason I'm telling you the world is trying its best to slip in. Even into Pentecost. Trying to enroll. And trying to say, you know, it's not a big deal to do this. It's not a big deal to do that. I beg the difference for you. It's a big deal. The church is a big deal. The church is a big deal. The church is a big deal in your life. The church is the only thing that's going to keep you out of hell. The church is the only thing that can keep the devil out of your life. The church is the only place you can come. You gotta face some sickness and heartaches and disappointment. And the church is the only place you're gonna find any help. You're not gonna find it in a doctor. You're not gonna find it in a lawyer. You're not gonna find it by the professions of this world. There's only one chief cornerstone, and his name Jesus Christ, and he'll bring you out of it. We're not careful. America's going to become so professionalized and everything. They're going to professionalize Jesus Christ out of their lives. What's this then? I need to quit saying that, don't I? <laughs> this has given correlation. To the architectures and the design of the time. Additionally, cornerstones have become a strong symbol of a new era. They have indicated properties and opportunities showing a sense of pride for what is possible at that time of the construction. What is he talking about? Amen. Because, amen, the commemorative qualities of the cornerstone have become recognized. The location of craftsmanship have expanded to stones near or above the front door of the building. Architects have used these spaces to declare ownership of the building they designed. They have left their names in the stone of the building. Those score chief cornerstones, if you ever walk into a building, now, if you'll ever look up a lot of times or sometimes nearby, there's a stone that's set aside and inside that stone, they have their own name, that they was the designer or they was the architect. If there's ever been a time, I want Jesus Christ written on my mind and written in my heart who owns me. I don't own myself. I belong to Jesus Christ. I belong to bear the name. He's the architect of my life. He's a builder of my life. He's a hope of my life. He's got a right to put his name on me. I don't have a right to put my name on nobody. Paul said, I think well, I didn't baptize any of you. What name was you baptized in? It wasn't Paul or Peter. So these architect designers begin to take these chief cornerstones now <laughs> that used to at one time be put in the chief corner place. And from that chief cornerstone, all the other stones had to line up with it. Jesus Christ is the foundation. But he's not only the foundation. He's going to be the crowning head. You hear me? 
Some of you looking at me like, that's all right. You know why? Because I'm preaching a name that the spirit inside of you don't like. Because this is a name that will deliver you. This is a name that will turn your world around. This is a name that will heal you and come to your rescue when nothing else or nobody else will. This name will love you when nobody else will love you. This name can help you when nothing else, no, nothing else can help you. Hallelujah. This name will show you mercy. Hallelujah. Nobody else will show you mercy. This name will show you compassion when nobody else will show you compassion. This name, amen, will lift you up when drugs won't lift you up. When alcohol won't lift you up. When money won't lift you up. When positions won't lift you up. When your own family won't lift you up. Your own daddy, earthly daddy's name won't do it. But I'm telling you this name. There's something about exalting this name. There's something about praising this name. There's something about getting excited about this name it stirs up a world we've also moved to the place with these chief cornerstones sometimes we have certain little places and we have certain people, most of the time well-known, uh, holding high positions. They'll come and take part to put in certain things in that stone, either, either, either with a welding rod or, or some kind of writing. Or something. Hey. But I'm telling you, there's nobody like Jesus. <laughs> Amen. He's the only one that can write your name in the Lamb's book of life. And thank God he's the only one that can erase it. Hallelujah. When others may not want to write it, he'll write it. When others may want to try to erase it, he won't. Because there's something about this name. And falling in love with this name. And the power of this name. Just go back to my scripture text. I'm not going to be long. Sister Moore, don't come and get ready. I believe God wants to try to do something. Because if we get a real revelation of this name. But you better get ready, honey. Because when you really fall in love with this name. And you really start doing everything in word and deed in the name of Jesus. And you begin to applicate it in your life on a regular basis. And you come to the realization that every step I'm making. Every conversation I get caught up in. Amen. It's representing the name of Jesus. That I'm not just living life. Hallelujah. But I'm representing. Amen. I'm representing a name that's above every name. I'm representing a name with a salvation. I'm representing a name that's greater than all other names. Now you watch this. I read to you out of the fourth chapter of Acts. An episode where two of the disciples of Jesus has been brought in and thrown into a dungeon. Amen. To a prison. It's too late in the evening. So they had to wait till the next day. They get all the big guys. Everybody was going to be somebody. They bring them in there, all the captains, the military captains, the captains over the, the, the priesthood and the temple. And they begin to question them by what power and by what name. <laughs> so you have to go back to the third chapter to really find out what really transpired. What caused all this uproar? What caused all this trouble? What caused them to go to such extremes? But the Bible says there was a lame man in the third chapter. Amen. That Peter and him was on the way to prayer the ninth hour. And on the way to prayer, they brought this man daily. Amen. About a 40 years old. And from his wound, he had never walked. Hallelujah. They brought him to this door. Because, see, they didn't have programs back then. The only program they had was begging. If you was crippled and maimed and couldn't provide for yourself, then they would carry you to certain places. And you lived totally off the mercy and the grace of the world and those around you. And so they would brought him to this gate called Beautiful. This beautiful 
powerful gate, amen, was some 40 by 50 cubits. It was made out of some of the most precious silver and gold. It was called a beautiful gate. But it was here that he was brought and set. Hallelujah to ask alms. Hallelujah. He had a cup and hold it out. Asking for alms in his life. And depending on the mercies and grace of others to fill up his cup. And his cup probably wasn't very big. But all of a sudden here comes two gentlemen, amen, to our prayer. Amen. Pilate, Peter and Silas coming to pray. And as they looked upon him, he said, look upon us such as we have. I'm going to tell you something. We may not have a whole lot of silver and gold, but we got something that money can't buy. We got something. Hallelujah. We bearing a name. Hallelujah. The bearer of every name. We bearing a name. I tell you, it can stop the devil in his tracks. I tell you, we bearing a name that can wash every soul. I tell you, we bearing a name that can wash away every sin in your life. We bearing a name you can call on. Amen. That all power in heaven and in earth. It's not labeled to earth. That all power in heaven and earth has been given to this name. This name. So sure enough, Peter just reaches out. And in the name of Jesus, he reached out and get a hold of him. Man, he comes up from her leaping and rejoicing and magnifying God. And he caused this uproar, caused this trouble. Bible taught us that we're going to be hated for this name. Bible said you're going to be despised for this name. And if we really walk in the power of it, the demonstration of it, the love of it, I'm telling you, we'll stir up a spiritual world like you've never dreamed. But I tell you what else we'll stir up. They'll start pulling in here. You'll see them. You don't have it in hope any other place that don't bear the name and love the name. You don't have the authority, the power, amen, like it does. Amen, with a church that bears a name and believes in the power of the name. The power of this name, hallelujah, that opens doors and closes doors. Hallelujah, that makes a way where there seems to be no way. This is the name that we call on. There is no other name given under, under every word by we must be saved. And unless you fall in love with this name and fall on the rock of this name, you're going to be lost and undone. only in this name is their salvation only in this name hallelujah so God help me anything that we're doing that's not in line with that old chief cornerstone God I don't care if it's foggy or not I don't care if it's modern or not I want to line up I want to get back to that old chief cornerstone and not just on the outward either on the inward parts. God, I don't want you to be ashamed to be called my God. Lord, I don't want you to be ashamed to put your approval on us. God, can you trust us with your name? Can you trust us with these miracles? Can you trust us with these types of moves of the Holy Ghost? I summon this house tonight. You're hurting to the core of your feet, your soul, your inward parts. Calling on this name. Tristan tried to get you to, to do it a while ago. If that lunatic can do it, you can do it. 
but you got to want it too. You can overcome those things. You don't have to have those seizures because I know a name that can heal you. It's better than any medication. And I'm not downing it. I'm just telling you, but there's a way. There's a hunger and a passion. Did you do what I asked you? If you hadn't, then there, there's some trouble. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, there's a name. When you begin to blind Bartimaeus, thy son of David, calling out Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Well, you can make light of it. You can make fun of it. I'm telling you, when you get desperate enough, when you get hungry enough, when you get thirsty enough, you won't let none of that bother When it's your little baby, amen, is slipping out of this world. There's a name you'll be glad to call on. There's a name and a power you'll be glad to come rushing. Hallelujah in that name when you ain't got time to do nothing else. Whenever they pull on your side of the road, you had an head on. Jesus, Jesus is enough. When all of the hell and all the demonic force and devils is coming against you, what name you gonna call on? There's only one name they recognize. There's only one name they're gonna submit to. There's only one name that they'll give recognition to. Say, so get a song ready. What about it tonight, church? Why don't we all just come? Let's ask God. We want to fall back in love with that name. We want to give glory to the name. We want to exalt it and, and magnify it. I, I believe there's a spiritual place. I believe somewhere in the name, there's a place that you we can arrive, that we can obtain, that in this house tonight, there'll be some chains broken. There'll be, amen, some fetters snapped in this place. I believe there's a place we can rise in the name tonight. The healing that you've been asking for for months, all of a sudden will come. A healing that comes only by this name. A healing, amen, because this is the chief cornerstone and there is no other stone. This is the chief cornerstone. It's unmovable. It's unchangeable. Hallelujah. It bears all that we need. I just got to make my way back to the chief cornerstone. It's like making your way back to the cross. It's like making your way back to the blood. It's like making your way back into the Word of God. All of that works together. All of it works together. Don't despise or reject the stone. Because this is the only stone. God bless them as they sing.
some of those architects when they fashioned and built those buildings in the 1800s hundred years later you can come by and look at the awesome beauty and the craftsmanship and, and the architect gets the credit the designer had put his name and he wanted in the entrance he wanted to make sure where everybody was coming in, where it's at, and who's doing it. <laughs> you and I have got to have our minds made up. It doesn't matter if God tarries a year, if He tarries 10 years, or if He tarries 100 years. When they walk through them doors, they can see these same architect powers working in our lives and perfecting us and molding us and shaping us into Holy Ghost filled people and godly people and upright people that hadn't gotten messed up and tangled up. Hallelujah. And fell in love with the world. The Bible says, Love not the world, neither the things of the world. Hallelujah. But love the Father, because both loves can't be there. The love of the Father and the love of the world can't abide. 
height of the same temple. And he can't let his name bear there. Hallelujah. When a greater love moves in. Hallelujah. He's going to have to move out. And he'll erase his name. And he never has to put it back if he don't want to. But as time goes on, as the storms blow, as the sun beats down, that old structure just stands. (laughs) These old temples will just keep standing. The radiation of His glory that represents His name the Bible says whatever we ask in his name believing we can have it we can have it how many read your, 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 your pamphlet your bulletins today fell right in with the Sunday school lesson fell right in with the Sunday school lesson you got to quit listening to this world you got to quit listening to this world don't let this world shape you there's one greater than this world. There's one greater than the spirit of iniquity. There's one greater than lust. There's one greater than the pleasures of the world. There's one greater than money. Money won't make you, honey. Hallelujah. God can make you. God can make a way where there seems to be no way. Let he put his approval on you. Let he put his name on you. Let he put his favor on you. Hallelujah. Become his architect. Become his temple. Become his building. Hallelujah. And our radiance and walking and the way we conduct ourselves in all matters and all conversations. Nothing like being a vessel of God's stone. This is the same stone that Psalms 118 and 22 talks about. It's the same stone that Zechariah 3, 8 and 10 talks about. It's the same stone. Watch it. It's a ruble. Wasn't only going to lay the foundation, but he was going to lay the final stone upon the building of that temple. And he didn't do it by power and might, but he'd done it by the Spirit of the Lord. That's how this old chief cornerstone works. It's by the Spirit of God. I didn't come with man's wisdom and enticing words. I didn't come to impress you be such a, a great speaker but I come me man a demonstration of the spirit I'm telling you church we need a demonstration of the spirit of God and where we're going to get it going back to that old chief cornerstone hallelujah going back and lining up with it looking at it and examining ourselves and saying hey look I want to get back to that chief cornerstone and get back in line with him I don't want to get off, off counter with him I want to get lined up with him It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. It doesn't matter how what positions they got their buildings turned. What they're giving themselves to. I want to line up to this one. Because I understand by the book, it's the only one that's going to matter. It's going to be the one that's going to get us out of here. It's the one that's going to rapture us out of this place. Praise God. He's a weight maker. He works in the dark. He's always there. I believe he's pulling. I believe he's pulling, folks. 
I believe he's pulling. Love you tonight. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Y'all want to sing some more? You want to got another one? Y'all want to feel? Y'all want to sing some more? Y'all want to worship a little bit more? Y'all want to wade out a little deeper? Let's do that. It ain't going to hurt nothing. It's early. I ain't got a clue what time it is. I want to let them sing some more. Praise God. God's so good to us. You know what? There's just something about lingering around the place in the house of God. Singing and loving, worshiping God, having fellowship. There's really no telling what may break out. I've, I've seen it happen before. Just getting around, sitting around, talking, loving God. All of a sudden, man, you hear a breakout over there somewhere. Get to screaming and speaking in tongues. and It's contagious too, man. It'll just break out. We need it. Lord, bless them tonight. They're going to come. Just going to love and worship the Lord a little while here tonight. How about that? Oh, boy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. They're all on fire up here. Woo! Praise the Lord. What about you guys out here? I don't hear nothing. We want to see some action. All these people up here, they 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 gonna dance before the Lord. They gonna praise. They're gonna shout. I prophesy now. All y'all gonna do this. All right, come on, let's get with it. Well, don't wait till your troubles are over. Come on and dance till victory comes. In Jesus' name, through him every battle is won. And though the walls stand ten feet tall, you ought to praise him until they fall. Why don't you dance? Go to dance all over this house. Praise God, Jesus, till the walls come down. I know this victory be on my face.
why don't we sing some glad morning? The old song, fly away. Mm -hmm. I'll fly away. <clears throat> All right, y'all gonna have to sing. looking forward to that hallelujah God bless you tonight you may be seated it may be near in what you think I want to be ready how about you on that morning fly away praise God we'll be coming back to the battle of Armageddon after the battle of Armageddon and Millennium, be a new heaven, a new earth. Man, you're talking about living. Won't be no trials, won't be no temptations, won't be no devil. Heartaches, no disappointments. Folks, there's some awesome things waiting for the disciples of Jesus Christ. Waiting for the believers, the believers that sold themselves out and made themselves ready. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Heard a minister talking about it one time. J.T. Pugh actually was telling it. Said he knew a gentleman. Said the gentleman was sick. Pretty sick, real sick. Said he seen him six months or so later. And got to asking him. He said, hey, said, I heard you're real sick. So you look like you're doing a little better. 
You told him, yeah. He said, I am. He said, I was, I was real sick. He said, I was so sick. He said, I actually died. He said, you did. He said, I, I normally don't tell nobody because they don't believe it. He said, I believe it. He said, I believe in life hereafter. He said, I want you to tell me what, what happened. What took place. Brother Pugh said the man told him. He said, I was laying in that bed. He said, I knew. He said, he named his brothers and family that come in around him. He said, I knew then. He said, hey, I'm leaving here. He said, he could actually feel himself. He said, he could hear them praying for him and calling on God. And he said, but, but slowly that began to just fade out. He said, he could feel himself just leaving his body and just left it. He said, all of that just faded out. All the praying and everything. It just went to silence and said, all of a sudden, but it seemed like it was just a far distance. He could hear music. And he could hear something. And said it was a light. He said, I, he said, and he kept telling Brother Pew, he said, you know, he said, kid, I kept telling myself, he said, dying, dying's not bad. He said, it ain't bad at all. He said, he said, I could tell it was a light. He said, and then he said, I got to a meadow. He said, it was wide. He said, it was real wide. He said, I was making my way across that meadow. He said, when I... Got just about the other side, the bright was so light and said the music and the presence and said it was just so beautiful. Said it was just, said it was unbelievable. He said, and then all of a sudden, he said, I felt myself dripping back from it. He said, I could feel myself being pulled back from it. He said, it was fading out. He said, and I was saying to myself, I said, no, I, I don't want, I want, I want, wait, I want to go. He said, he didn't. He said, all of a sudden, he said, it was all there for the praying. His brothers and family said, I could hear it. He said, he said, I was right back in my body. He said, that's, that's all I can really tell you. He said, but I was leaving here. He said, dying is it's not so bad after all. Folks, you make the right preparations. Dying's not going to be bad. But we got somewhere to go. I want to know this chief cornerstone just like he wants me to know him. I want to be his servant. I want to be the vessel he wants us to be. I want us to be illuminated with the Holy Ghost. And as God sets down upon us and moves upon us, you're going to, you're going to experience some old time conviction. Getting to make its way back in the house of God and in our community. Because this presence will bring that conviction. It'll draw people. This anointing will destroy yokes, tear down walls, tear down petitions and division like you never dreamed. It's all about falling back in love with Him, with everything you got. Because when it's all said and done, He's really the only thing that matters. And when we leave here, none of this other is going to matter. It's really not going to matter. Knowing Him. Serving Him. I want to make it tonight. How about you? I want to make it tonight. Whatever the cost, I want to make it. I want to do what I can to help others to persuade them. There's a better life. Let's pursue it. Let's get a hold of it. Let's let it get a hold of us.
Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Really do. Thank you for your response. And house of the Lord tonight. Presence of God. God loves us with an everlasting love. He wants us to be overcomers. It's his desire. It's his passion. For us to live a victorious life in this old world that we're living. Let's do it. Let's give ourselves into him. To his call. To his election. Let's make that calling election sure. Let's become that chosen people. Let's become, amen, that peculiar people in the times that we're living. Praise God. All right. Birthdays. Got any birthdays tonight? Surely, somebody, Sister Yolanda, did you have a birthday? This week sure did. Sister Yolanda, that's right, Miss Teresa. Anyone else? Anyone else? Any more birthdays? Don't make them pull the bulletin out on you now. All right, let's sing happy birthday. have any anniversaries right no anniversaries all right love you appreciate you good lord's will we'll see you back here wednesday night have a good safe time take out some time to pray witnesses and folks talk to god love you god bless you